It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode number 350. That's right. A, a, a marked, historic, if we can call everything else historic, we will call this historic as well. It is an historic episode of the Cultural Hall. Uh, it will be an Articles of News episode. I'm joined by Annette Luthi Lyon. That's me. I'm impressed you can say my maiden name correctly. Is it not? Is it harder to say? I've gotten Luddy, Luchy, Lucy, all, all, yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. So, yeah, Lucy. Yeah, no, just simple. It's I say like, it's like Lucy with a lisp, is yeah. how I tell people. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with yes, Diamonds. Yes, sure. exactly. Uh, we'll get into articles of news in the second half of this, where we discuss the latest and the greatest from uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and, and its members and, and different things that have happened. Sometimes we say greatest and and we end up getting into you know things that people shouldn't have done that are members of the church and there'll be a couple of those in today's as well um nothing super dark nothing super terrible at least that I've brought Annette and I haven't shared the the news stories back and forth uh I need to apologize to you Annette uh, we're here in the home studio I fell asleep this afternoon I uh, took a <laughs> nap before we did this it's a stressful time uh we're recording this pre me getting married but this will post post me getting married little stress i've had a busy day but nothing like yours i'm uh, sure and it, i've just uh when you burn the candle at both ends and then you have to find another place to burn the candle <laughs> you go to the Been middle there. yeah <laughs> so i uh i need to apologize not necessarily for burning the candle and all of those things but we're here in, in uh, the homesteadio which is the studio space uh back behind my house i've got my feet kicked up and i'm not wearing shoes and i know some people get weirded out by feet. I'm not going to put shoes on, so I'm not really apologizing that much, but I just want you to know that I recognize my feet being up on, on the table. Probably not the most professional you know, thing, but I also don't care. Not something that bothers me, good, honestly. Good, 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 no, good. No, not at all. Uh, what's new with you? You haven't been here for a while since you did articles of news, but yeah. I love having you here and the perspective Thank that you. you bring. So I figured I'd bring you back. What What's new? Well, let's see, the biggest thing um, is my daughter is home from her mission now. Um, Congratulations. Came, yeah, it's been, a, she came home a little early because of some medical issues. And so yeah. now we're trying to get to the bottom of those. Um, so that's the fun thing is trying to adjust home after a mission when you didn't have months to know when you're coming home. Right, because in a, in a typical situation, and I want to make sure that we're sensitive to this because I, I am sure that within uh, her mind, there's a certain element of like, oh, did I... Did I serve the Lord as long as I was supposed to and, and, and those kind of things? Uh, yeah, she did, right? She did. So, and that was actually one good thing that we got to talk to her over the phone beforehand. And she had felt she had many witnesses and little tender mercies that told her that, yes, because you, you served a complete mission. Right. And and no shame, no guilt. And right. so I'm hoping come, that as she adjusts, that they'll stay there. Yeah. yeah. Come, come home and get healthy. Yeah. Uh, it's Is it uh, physical things? Mm -hmm. I know we don't, we're not going to get into it too yeah, much. Yeah, it's, it's physical stuff. Physical reached, things. So. the point where she's been in some pretty intense pain for about a year, and they just couldn't get to the bottom of it. With your, You're dealing with mission stuff, and it's, you know, doctors hours away, sure, and this sure, and that. Sure, sure. And it's, so it's just... It's, where was she serving? She was in Alabama. Okay. All right. And, yeah, so stateside. Stateside, and she, oh, she loves Alabama. She, yeah. she, she said, I didn't realize that when you serve a mission, you leave home twice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's so a sweet sentiment. Yeah. She goes, I'm so... I'm homesick for Alabama. It's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah because you know what's not like Alabama? Utah. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she remembered, I had a good friend um, growing up who served a mission in 
Georgia. Uh-huh. And when she returned to Utah, she goes, oh, we are all so boring. Is Everyone's just yeah. white. And yeah. so my daughter remembered that. She's like, your, your friend Cheryl, she's exactly right. We're yeah. all so boring here. Yep. All the same here in Utah, yep. for sure. Although getting increasingly diverse, and there are yeah. some pockets uh, within Utah, certainly within Salt Lake County where I live, you know, where I'm like, hey, the, okay, yeah. all right. Well, and so I, I grew up in Utah County, which is really white, generally speaking. Yeah. And I have some nephews who graduated from the same high school. I went to one of their graduations, and I was so excited because I saw Hispanic families and Asian families yeah. and all these Polynesian families. I'm like, yes! <laughs> Our little, you know, very European white area is finally getting some color to it literally well, and, and it's and it's so great because i i just think it increases our ability to be able to empathize to be able to understand and and truly 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 be able to uh be better disciples so the, the more exactly. the more um uh the more diversity of groups that we're able to surround ourselves in not and not just color also, religious backgrounds and those kind of things as yeah. well. Yeah, and I, that's actually one thing that I remember thinking, like when, and not to go into politics, I'm not going to get into that at all, but when um, Obama was running for president, um, I was kind of, I was grateful that at least my kids could see that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, because so, so those who don't know, I have three redheaded daughters. And you go out in public with three redheads, you get stopped. Like, yeah. I could not let them go out with, like, messy hair and mismatched clothes because someone would stop us and talk to us. We would get noticed. <laughs> um, but so since birth, my oldest, Samantha, um, everywhere she goes, oh, that's such beautiful hair. So she's yeah. very shy, but sure. she's used to that attention. Sure. She was about three, four months old. I'm dry, pushing her along um, near BYU. And this beautiful woman approaches, um, probably one of the darkest women I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and... She's bent down and she looked at my daughter like everyone else does. And sure. Said, oh, she's sure. so beautiful. And my little daughter looked at this black woman and started to shriek. Oh, no. Because she had never oh, seen no. that. So I thought, oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, we live in Utah County. I need to find some way to yeah. get some, you know, other points of view and, and uh, see new things and, you know, try to expose her to other things. Like yeah, that. So, so important. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, Brother Kyle and I, in last week's articles of news, we talk a little bit about allowing ourselves that opportunity to live elsewhere or to experience elsewhere. Yeah. And I, I just think that's it's of such thing. an amazing value. Uh, what's new with you uh, with her being home? So is it hard for you? You said that the, the adjustment of like uh, her being home, is it like you got to get the sewing stuff out of her room because you had made it into a, you know, an arts and crafts room. Yeah. Oh, that or... was actually her little sister started dumping junk in the room. Okay. Cause, All right. Cause it, her little sister was like, okay, this, the girls had two rooms between three girls and they uh-huh. would rotate who's got their own room. Sure. So now the youngest has the big room. Nice. But it was pink from, you know, when the girls were little, sure. so I want to paint, paint my room for my birthday. So we did. And she's never fully brought her junk back in. And okay. so a lot of it was in her big sister's uh, room. So uh, clean that out uh, and, that, and stuff. But, um, a lot of other things for on my end has been, you know, my daughter wanting to continue at least some kind of routine so she feels like she gets something accomplished in the day. Sure. Mom can get up with me at 630 to exercise yeah. if I can exercise that day. Right. Let's do some um, personal scripture study together. Cool. Companion study together, that kind of thing. So yeah. So it's, it's, it's been good. Right. Um, although the one thing I just kind of giggle at is that she's so in the missionary mindset that, um, you know, the first morning we did that by like 10 a.m. we'd had like four prayers yeah you know <laughs> like sweetheart I, th- I don't think we need to pray quite that often um and she's like mom air you is... left your room this morning uh, did you think right? to pray 
Uh, um, she's yeah. And then she says things like she has to constantly bite her tongue because uh-huh. she sees people in the street wants to wave and walk. Goes, oh, if you see someone is inside their house, let's go knock on their door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. cashier, and yeah. she goes, "Have a blessed day," which uh-huh. is a very southern thing yes. to say. Yeah, you know. And anyway, so it's it's cute. And she's the TV turns on for three seconds, so they're trying to cue uh, it to a general conference talk. Right. And she's like, "Oh, I hate the television," uh. you know. Whereas her brother, when he came home, you know, he'd be looking on a specific date on the calendar for months. I'll never be home then. So he was mentally. Be mentally able to be there, yeah. yeah. And when sure, he got sure. home, he's like, hey, "Tomorrow, I want to watch Mockingjay." And I'm like, "Yeah, son, that might be a little violent for someone who just got off their mission." He's like, "No, I'm good." Mom, you don't know. And he was fine. And yeah. you know, whereas, yeah, they just—it's. I think a part of it is because she didn't have that prepare time to. And that's been unwind. how long that she's been home then? <sighs> a week. She okay. got home yeah, a week yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she'll she'll get there. She'll get there. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I first got home and even though I had prepped the date, right? Like I knew the date yeah. I was coming home. I was very, Ooh, you know, do, do, do. and then it was like, Meh, okay, I'm fine. Yep. It just took me a minute. I just yep. had to, you know, ease into it. And she's one, she's never been one to ease into anything. She's been, you know, hundred miles an hour since birth. Like just, if she's happy, she's happy. If yeah. she's sad, she's so sad, you know? Yeah. So yeah. missionary work, I think she crammed more into the year she was there than a Good. lot of missionaries do in two whole years. So. Yeah. Get it all So done. trying to get her to, you know, Step back. You don't have to go at that breakneck pace forever. Heal up. Uh, you won't hear us reference anything that happened General Conference weekend within this Articles of no. News. Because General Conference weekend hasn't happened yet. Us. Although it's happened, it just hasn't happened, right? So, it's like a time travel thing yeah, with yeah, the whole yeah. podcast show. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> We're in the past and the future Apparently, in the past. Apparently some of my missionary daughter's friends are coming over for General Conference. So oh, that's nice. be interesting. Do you do yeah. uh, big snacks? What's your traditions? Yeah, just kind of snacks. I don't have to cook. Yeah. Like, here, guys, here's something like. Chips and salsa okay, and okay. skittles. Guac? Or whatever. Do you do guac? Oh, I I'm the only one who really likes guac. Okay. So I was. If you make extra, makes... you can certainly this way. Okay, good okay. to know. Done. Yeah, well, there's the, like on my, on my in-law side, none of my husband's family likes guacamole, but three of us in-law mm. in-laws do. So mm. we'll go gather around the the guac bowl and just oh, yeah. down it all together. It's great. Uh, the new thing for me, and then we'll take a break and actually get into the articles of news. Is I'm on my honeymoon right now. Woohoo! Uh, not obviously right now, but in the uh, the podcast. Uh, form of this show allows me to both be on my honeymoon and be able to drop this episode for you to listen to. I'm somewhere between New Hampshire and Vermont when Ooh, this episode gets released. Very And cool. we have spent a couple of days hiking in Acadia National Park, uh, weather permitting, obviously, and the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Oh, that sounds so pretty. That's likely where I'm at right now. Unless the plane crashed and I died, in which case <laughs> I'm mind. not there. Sorry, everyone. I'm glad you get to have this episode, uh, before, <laughs> this episode before I passed on. I shouldn't joke around about no. that, but there is a little bit of me uh, that whenever I get on a plane, there's two thoughts that go through my mind, which is, please, Heavenly Father, don't put young babies by me yeah, on this, on this anyone flight. Anyone who listens to the show knows that. Which yep. I appreciate. Let me take this side tangent for a second. There are several people, I think there's an airline out of Japan uh-huh. that, that <laughs> you can find out the age of the people on the flight and where they're sitting uh-huh. so you can choose seats that <laughs> are not avoid. near uh, babies, which I love. Please and thank you. And I can't tell you how many people who listen to the Cultural <laughs> Hall who sent me that. Hey, I'm not sure if you've seen this yet. Uh, so yeah. thank you a, a thousand <laughs> times for that. That's one thing. And then secondarily, uh, the other thought that I have, right, as I'm sitting on the plane, I've taken my seat, I put my thing in the overhead, and they're about to give me the security, like, talking to. I there is a sheer panic that washes over me every yep. single time. Uh, my family and I we're on a like a group message. Mm-hmm. It's group me is the app we use. 
um, where we can all send messages to each other because everyone's not an iPhone or not an Android. Yeah, we so, recently had to deal with my kids too. Yeah. So we just add the, everyone to the group and I just send everybody a message that like you would think that I was dying <laughs> I on, love you on my, I really is. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I just want everyone to know that if, um, you know, the plane crashes that I loved you all, that the <laughs> opportunity that we had to get to know each other in this, yep. you know, mortal existence well, I, I that have I had. Worry because you hear a, a huge number of flight crashes happen on takeoff. Yeah. That's when I'm the most stressed out. Yes. And then secondly, when you've, land yeah that, that's when all the major stuff happens so and sti I, oh, statistically speaking you're gonna be just fine yeah. but that that panic washes over me like crazy i'm sorry for anyone that i you know if i haven't talked to you for a while and you're we're you <laughs> know we're not in anyway. a great place i just want you to know i love you uh remember that greg my younger brother just younger than me that he gets all of my things <laughs> uh <laughs> But when people say, "Oh, well, airline air flight is so much safer," I'm mm -hmm. like, "Well, yeah, yeah. If if you you have much less of a chance of getting into a crash, sure. But if you do get in one, oh you're no, dead. you're dead. No, you're dead. Like it's not yeah. like a car crash or oh, I have some whiplash or I yeah, need to go yeah. see a chiropractor. Yeah. No, no, you're dead. Just dead. You're dead. Just dead. So yeah. <laughs> so let's so, just feed each other's anxieties yeah. over this. Yeah. 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 And what else gets you? Well, <laughs> well I'm I'm flying in in um, November. Where are you going? I'm going to Helsinki. Well, I'm taking my daughter. I'm very, my youngest actually. Okay. I'm very excited. That's pretty nice that you get to take a daughter to Finland. Yeah, well, Is that all my kids? I get, I'll take them at some point. Yeah. Um, and then in May I saw some really cheap tickets. November's yeah. not the best time to go. No, no. But no. my That's parents were like, "Why tickets. would you do that?" I'm like, "Because it was cheap." So yeah. I get yeah. to take my youngest, and we're gonna spend time there, and she gets, she'll get to meet my aunt and my one Finnish cousin, and What's go see all. What, did, what were they stuff. doing before they got finished? <laughs> Good question. Yeah? I have no idea. Uh, They're being ruled by the Russians and then the Swedes. Punny jokes kill me. Let's All take a break. We'll come back and do the second half of Articles of News. I want to take a quick second and talk to you about Best DJ in Utah, now in its second year. Last year, I went to Washington, to Roche Harbor, and did a gorgeous wedding. This year, I'm slated to go to Moab, to go to Denver to do weddings. And guys, it couldn't be going any better. Thanks, in large part, to folks like yourself, people who are listening to this and say, you know what, I need a wedding or a mobile DJ for something, and then reach out to me. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. You can find me on all of the social medias, at Richie T. Stedman, or you can certainly just send me an email richie r-i-c-h-i-e-t as in tough guy stedman s-t-e-a-d-m-a-n at gmail.com i would love to see what i could do to make your event that much better whether it's a party or the biggest day of your life you need the best dj in utah and like i said it doesn't have to be in utah it can just be the best dj in utah i don't know now we start to get into like the technical things it's bestdjinutah.com Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? 
You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And here we go. Uh, Articles that have happened in the recent-ish history for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is discussed by me and Annette. Uh, Let's take a second and tell people about Patreon. You are a part of the Patreon group. Let me ask you candidly, and you can be candid uh, in your response. You are a member of the group. Uh, why did you decide to be a Patreon subscriber of the Cultural Hall? Well, for one, I, I, I'm, I've been a follower of the show for years and years and years. Notice I called it a show. Yeah, thank you. Oh, um, I noticed. <laughs> um, but and I, I think it's an important thing that you do with the show. It's, it's reaching so many people. And the fact that I know it costs time, it costs money, it, there's equipment involved. Right. And it just felt like, you know, it, it made sense. Even if I got nothing out of it, right? Um, I I didn't go in on the one dollar level. Just saying, even though I could have, I got in on the five, but it's still like a buck twenty five a week. Like right. that's nothing, you know. Um, I said more on that on Mountain Dew a week. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's, I don't know. This is this is something I think is important and reaches a lot of people and does a lot of good. So cool to me. It's no brainer. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, people can go to patreon.com slash the cultural hall if you want to be like Annette and several people. We added, uh, I think, 10 people with the, yeah. the closing out of the $1 uh, Patreon. So you can't do that anymore. We upped it to three if you want to get in. And you can find that again at patreon.com slash the cultural hall. Gets you to be a part of the sacred, not secret, Facebook group for uh, the Patreon There's members. content there you can't get anywhere else. Right. Including In fact, a story idea you guys, <laughs> you and Brother Kyle left me. I'm going to have to write a story called The October Wedge. Uh, all about you and we, Kyle was so mad, by the way. Oh, he was. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we'll start recording with Kyle and for whatever reason, it doesn't happen with anybody else. Like I know it's still recording with me and you right now. Uh, but I have recorded, I think, two or three times the opening exercises oh, to no. an episode with Kyle only to find out that it didn't record. And that one... Uh, we didn't record that into microphones. We just did that yeah, on, the uh, camera. on the uh, yeah. on the camera. So no one will ever get that part of that episode unless you're on the Patreon group. Uh, I want you to start with the uh, news articles. The ones I've got, they're just there's some quick kind of pick me up things that I want to share with you before we go any further. When Kyle and I talked about this last week, it was two dudes talking about a thing. Uh, so I want to bring in the female perspective, and I recognize you don't speak for all women, but the I ability for women though. to be witnesses. What what does that mean to you? I think that is super cool. Yeah. Um, several. I mean, at first you go, wait, what? And then you yeah. think, well, women are already being witnesses in the endowment. So I don't. It makes sense. It's right. not a, a necessarily a precept duty that you don't be ordained to do it. Right. Um. Uh. My next thought was that um, that will make sealing sessions for the dead much simpler because yeah. oftentimes you'll end up with, 
um, oh goodness, we need two more men because we don't have enough. And then you end up with like, oh, who's going to then be the son we're sealing to the parents or, you know, right, it's, it's right, just right, logistics. Right. right. And Especially it seems... where there's more faithful women. Like to me, it also just makes sense. <laughs> um, so I've, I've seen, it seems like a lot of the changes we've seen have come down to, you know what, this, let's do something because this will expedite saving of souls. So that seems to be one of them. Um, I do wonder in live ceilings um, how that will work because in many families it's like the mom sit next to the bride and then the dads get to be the witnesses. Right. Um, so that we might be a little bit of tension in some families. Oh, really? Figuring that out. I, I, it depends on the family. I mean, there's a couple witnesses, so wouldn't you just yeah. have a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, we'll find out how that works out. I, I just, I, I know some families that might If you're fighting in the temple, let us know. Contact right? the Right, or at kids' com. baptisms yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, the dad gets to baptize and the mom gets to be one of the witnesses. Well, and I so, think, I think yeah. it's cool too that kids get to right like you yeah. just have to be a baptized right. age so and in the temple for the baptistry kids yeah. can do it too yeah. i think that is incredibly cool get them involved at a very young age where the temple is a place they feel comfortable whereas before and we didn't know uh, this last week when we were doing the articles of news um me and brother kyle before was it just the older men that could witness the baptisms in the temple you, uh, you had to be in doubt. I'm pretty you sure. You had to be in doubt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen like I know a young man who was that was uh, he has autism, so that was his service mission was working in the baptistry, and he was a witness. But now kids, so, if but now you're kids. Just, if you're mm-hmm. able to be in the temple yeah. with that limited use, so presumably Super eleven cool. plus can yeah. be witnesses. It's amazing. That's wow. And then just to reiterate, my favorite tweet I saw about it was, "Wait, we couldn't before," and it's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, good. yeah, that's We're what a lot of this up. is." Come on, yes. Yeah. Yes, of course, this should be the case. It's just, it's, it kind of goes back again and again with a lot of these changes. I keep thinking because someone's asking the question. Yeah. And you know, when it comes to, to Revelation, that's what the, the Doctrine and Covenants was. And uh-huh. so we just needed leaders in a position of the world now and the time and whatever to go, huh, all right, Lord, help us with this. What's the answer? Answer this one. Yeah, the strength to yeah. not only ask the question, but to enable the answer. Yep. Absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what do you have, news story-wise? Okay, Where one, do you want to start? This is one I, I absolutely thought was so incredibly cool. Um, there is so the this video on BYU TV Sports, um, their YouTube channel there. You can find it on YouTube there as well. I'm sure it'll be on uh, theculturehall.com. Yep. Um, so Heather Olmstead is the BYU women's volleyball coach, and she has received the National Coach of the Year at the end of the 2018 season. She is one of the winningest coaches and just all kind of decorated. And so the video starts out talking about her, and then it shifts into talking about um, when her mother was expecting her. So it turns out when her mother was expecting her, um, she ended up with this huge tumor in, in one of her lungs. Oh, my gosh. And uh, came down to, you'll probably die in three months. Oh and with gosh. it, so will your baby. Okay. So they did scans and whatever else. So this is Heather, the coach's mom. This that, is, uh-huh. They're saying, hey, you may this die is, in labor and your child. Or you'll will die of cancer before oh, wow. the child could even be born. Okay. Um, and then not only that, but you're carrying twins. Oh, wow. And so when the surprise. mother surprise, yeah. And so when the mother heard she was carrying twins, she says, "I'm it might kill me, but I am going to deliver these these babies." Oh. Um, one of those babies became Heather, um, and then she has, of course, she has a twin sister as well. But the, uh, one of the amazing parts is um, President Nelson performed the surgery. Interesting. Yeah. So, so it was heart related. It well, it was that was the weird thing. I sounded. I couldn't figure out how that one worked because uh-huh. I think the lung was next to the heart and okay. he had to, anyway. Like move some stuff, rearrange or the something. furniture. Yeah. So he gets in there. Um, and so the, the surgery took place in 1980 and he was ordained an apostle in 84. Okay. So this was close to the end of his um, career as a surgeon. 
Um, but the video shows him opening up a volume that has records of his patients and he went in surgery and he's reading wow. out of it. It's really cool. Wow. So apparently at one point, the tumor and the heart were so close to each other, there was nothing you could do, but a, a blade could fit inside. And that oh, was wow. it. Oh, so we gosh. had to cut one of um, the arteries. I think it was the pulmonary artery he had to cut. And he held it, uh, plugged it with his finger. Oh, my gosh. And then he's sewing up and doing the surgery with his other hand. Wow. Until he can get all sewn up with one hand. It was like yeah. insane. And it's oh like, wow. But mother survived. Babies both survived. And the mother went on to have two more children. Oh, my gosh. It's like, it's mind blowing, but it's incredibly cool. So, yeah, the video is definitely worth watching. It's like six or seven minutes long is all. And as a quick aside about that, the uh, BYU women's volleyball team They're made it amazing. to the final four last year and just recently yeah. beat uh, Stanford, who is who they lost to in oh, the nice. final four last year. They beat them in four whatever it is in volleyball, four rounds, four games, four I sets, right? Yeah, last so year after the, it was after the final four when she got national coach of the year. Yeah, so, so big yeah. deal and, yeah. and huge. Hopefully, maybe yeah. we can get her that here in the cool. cultural hall in the Absolutely. future. That'd be awesome. All right, I'm going to quiz you. Uh, uh -oh. This is from the Daily Herald, which is a northern Utah county, new, or northern uh, Utah newspaper. It's 10 Latter-day Saint women of influence throughout uh -oh. history. So I'm going to say the name, and you're going to tell mm. me who these people are. Okay, here's okay. the thing. I've done a, I've done a lot of history on Utah, but I know stories, not so much the names. So okay. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Uh, I think that you'll be able to get at least a couple of these. Okay. But it, I think that it's worth knowing. Uh, Jane Manning James. Oh, of course. She was the uh, housekeeper, the black woman, free slave, or not was she? She was a slave originally, wasn't she? I think originally she was a slave, and yeah. then like, so Jane and Emma that movie. Yep. If you haven't seen it, do. Okay. Really good. Okay, so you got one for one. Yeah. Killing it so far. All right. Who is Sousa Young Gates? Well, I believe she was one of Brigham Young's daughters. Uh-huh. And, oh, was she involved in um, women's suffrage and ed education? She was a writer, wasn't she? Uh, she was a good student and musician, among other talents. At age 13, she entered the University of Deseret, which is now the University of Utah. At age 16, she married Alma Dunford. They had two children. She went on to work at the Brigham Young Academy, where she founded the music department in 1880. Sousa married Jacob F. Gates. During her life, she served a mission with her husband to the Sandwich Islands, which sounds delicious. It's Hawaii, I believe. Oh. That's what I it was it called was, back then. <laughs> I thought I was hoping that it would be. Yeah, more, yeah. She was Liver a prolific worst. writer and founded the Utah Women's Press Club. Awesome. So that is she was a wordsmith and journalist, Susie Young Gates. And Brigham Young Academy is now Brigham Young University. Correct. Yeah. So I'll give you we'll give you half yeah, credit half on that credit. one. Okay. Right. How about Belle Spafford? Oh, is she the one we have the statue of her now in DC? Uh, she was uh, given decades of service, and no, that's not who that person is. That's um, I'm sure she'll be on this list, but that's not who just got put the statue in, in uh, D.C. Uh, she was born in Salt Lake. Her youth and adult life, she was a studious hard worker, taught special ed at BYU. Uh, she met Earl Spafford and was married in the early 20s. Um, her church biography says that, that she... Um, under Spafford's direction, uh, Relief Society sisters united to donate more than $500,000 to build the long-desired Relief Society building in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's a lot more money she, today, I'm sure. She was one of the general presidents of the Relief Society. That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, she was, uh, and it goes on to talk about how the Relief Society doesn't raise their own money anymore, but it got incorporated within the church. Uh, during Bell's almost three decades as general president, she served under the leadership of six prophets. 
So Way she cool. was the general president of Relief Society for 30 plus years. All right. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, I knew the name. I couldn't come up with what she did. Yeah. Sherry Do. Oh, well, she's CEO of Deseret Book. Yep. And she used to be in the general Relief Society presidency. Correct. Uh, she's one of the most powerful women that represent the LDS Church and its doctrine to the world. She also wrote uh, several books, several a, biographies, a, including the the President Nelson's most recent book. Yeah. All right, Lorraine Day. I couldn't tell you who Lorraine. She was Day born is. Lorraine Johnson. Does that help you? No. <laughs> an active member of the church her entire life. She was an actress of the stage of movies, of radio and television. She was in films opposite of Ronald Reagan, Robert Mitchum. Uh, cool. Cary Grant and John Wayne. According to her biography, she was also known as the first lady of baseball. Uh, what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> okay. She 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 gets that because she was married to uh, the famous baseball manager Leo ah. Doroche. Okay. Uh, she took great interest in his career. They were married only thirteen years, and then later moved to Ivins, Utah, where she died in two thousand seven. Huh. All there right. How about Christine Durham? No, I'm feeling so horrible that I don't know. Well, these you names. need to know these people. She grew up in Southern California, took her studies to the Eastern States, where she met her husband, George. Uh, following their marriage, she studied law at Boston College, then finished her undergraduate work at Harvard, graduated eventually from Duke Law School. Uh, she served as the chief justice on the Utah Supreme Court. Uh, from 2002 until she just retired in 2017. Um, Durham's character and qualities. Uh, let's see. She was the president of the National Center for State Courts. Compared Durham's character and qualities to former U.S. Chief Justice uh, Rehnquist. Durham has honorary degrees from U University of Utah, Utah Valley, Weber State, Salt Lake Community College, and College of Central Utah. All right. So no nope, on that one. not on that one. Gladys Knight. Oh, gosh. The Pips. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing Baptist singer. gospel singer turned member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Part of the B1 celebration. Just so great. We don't need to elaborate on her. How about Rose Marie Reed? Oh, I do know her. Who is she? She was a designer specifically of swimsuits back yeah. in the day. And yeah. she, How do you know her? Uh, well, this is for oh, 20 plus years ago. I went to a League of Utah Writers meeting and she spoke about her book. Cool. And then she had her daughter-in-law modeling some of the actual swimsuits that she designed. Between 1952 yeah. and 59, her company went from producing 1,000 swimsuits a day to 10,000 swimsuits a day. Yep. She was known actually as the designer that like Miss USA pageant people would wear their her suits. And then and the Los Angeles Temple, I believe it was. When, back when congregations had to raise money for their own temples, um, saints would be they actually would like glue on sequins to one of the specific swimsuits. So that was known as the temple swimsuit because it helped pay for the like, temple. Interesting. Yeah. You want to know the other reason why we should know her and be grateful to her? Because she helped design the garments. Yes. Yeah. Because up until then, they were one piece like jumpsuit garments. And, and it they... was, yeah, I think it's President McKay who said, I want women to feel feminine wearing these. And yeah. so she went had a cut like a woman's body finally Woohoo! so yay rosemary reed and uh and made them into the two-piecers yes it was not two not pieces until, until rosemary okay how about amy lyman or amy brown lyman i should that know that you. one but i don't uh she served uh during said not said served rather not served said uh during her childhood she lived around many of the original pioneers including members of the mormon battalion in zion's camp she attended brigham young academy where she met her husband uh, the two fell in love and were married in the Salt Lake Temple. 
Uh, she led the Relief Society's Social Welfare Department for 15 years and functioned as an officer in the Relief Society for 32 years. She served as a member of the Utah House of Representatives as well. She was called as the 8th General President of the Relief Society three months after the start of World War II and served until 1945. Uh, her husband uh, became an apostle. Uh, let's see. He became an apostle that was excommunicated from the church. That's hmm. an interesting, that's, that's got to be a story. Yeah. Uh, he was excommunicated and then returned to full fellowship 11 years later. <laughs> There's a story that's with a Amy Brown is. Lyman for sure. How about Laurel Earlrich? She Ulrich. is a writer and she's a Pulitzer winner, I believe. Yep. And she's the one who first said that the oft quoted thing of a well-behaved woman rarely make history. Yeah. Uh, she also co-edited Emma Luthane's All God's Critters Got a Place in the Choir, which is a collection of essays on LDS women. So uh, still alive. We should get her. Yeah. That would be a great be conversation. Cool. Um, that's a great article. You can find that link to that and learn more about those folks at theculturalhall.com. What do you got? Alrighty, So I was excited when the, they rolled out the new program for the youth. It was like eight and up. Is now one big huge program, and, and you've got you've got kids, yeah. I do, yeah. I've got well, I have four, and I only have one that's that age anymore. My youngest okay. is seventeen, so she's actually trying to get her medallion before the year's out, so but... she doesn't have to mess with the new program. Or just because you can't get your medallion after this year. Oh, really? This is it. Yeah. Well, tell her to get to it. Yeah, get to it, child. No, if you, I've learned with my girls, if you push too hard, they they'll just push back. Yeah. So you yeah, go. Yeah. You have a great idea. Let me know if I can help. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll be right away. here. Uh, go ahead. And I'll be do your whatever. biggest cheerleader, but yeah. I won't push it too hard. Yeah. No. So, um, no. But so the the new program, I really thought it was it was when they had the sit down that and they the video that they played for everybody. Um, one thing I really appreciated is it was Elder, um, I guess President Ballard who was mm -hmm. leading the meeting, um, and then the other people in the meeting were the uh, the general Relief study president right. general young woman's president right. um general primary president right. and general men, young men's president yeah. so men were outnumbered yeah you don't see that no i thought it was a great visual for yeah sure. i was like thank you this is you know and these women need to have voices yeah. and they often haven't and, and i i have stories about that how even like the general primary president and has been overruled by bishops in the past and that sure. kind of stuff so sure. it was it was good to see um so but the program now instead of having like here's the very specific goals you have to do it's much i think it's the higher law sure <laughs> kind of what it feels like yeah we've gone from moses to let me think of how that right to the higher yeah. law right yep. law of moses yep. was the very like tick 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 yeah. things and, and, and over the years the they, they've softened it up like oh you can come up with your own idea here sure. or spend this many hours on something but it's even more broad now which i appreciate it so there's four major areas they're supposed to kind of focus on spirituality, so spiritually, physically, socially, intellectually. Those are the areas you want to grow. Right. Um, and then to to that end, they have um, three different categories. They're, they call them three key components. So gospel learning, service and activities, which they lump together. I thought that was interesting. Um, and then personal development. So your goals will fit into one of those categories and then help you in at least one of those for spiritual ways. Yeah. And that's kind of all they really said. I mean, they didn't go into really how it's going to be done. Right. Um, you know, so like, I'm sure everyone else who's seen it can, you know, can, knows how it went. But essentially they showed where they've kind of tested the program in other areas and mm -hmm. talked to families where, yeah, I was able to go closer to my dad because he taught me how to cook. Yeah. And so it wasn't, I'm learning how to cook. So that someday it was, this is family 
being together and loving each other and learning things together. It was an interesting thing. So I think this was the occurrence in most wards where it's like, hey, it's the fifth Sunday. So we have this second Mm -hmm. hour. We're going to watch this video. And I don't have kids in youth and I'm not in a youth calling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Great. I though I I props to you for watching the other the other the oh, what do you call it? Another video the the training. Yeah, the online yeah. training. Sure. I still haven't sure, done sure, that sure. yet. I feel you need bad. to get on it. I'm a sunbeam teacher. I really need to get on it. You you really do. At some point yeah. they'll they're going to have to say, Hey, and you, can't, now we're you can't function yeah. in your calling until you do Yeah, it. it's like all my to do list like every, every day and I yeah. just haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. made it happen. Uh yeah, for me it just it I think it's funny, and I've heard others comment this as well, where it's like, hey, here's the thing. Here's a little bit of it, and we'll tell you more later. And it, I'm sure that the church as an organization like knows how it's mm-hmm. going to be, but it's just funny to me that, <laughs> like, we're, that like, we're not tipping our hand at all. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this new thing is coming. Oh, yeah, what about the new thing? Are we going to hold on? More to <laughs> come. a little bit. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the odd sort of conspiracy theorist of me goes, do they know what's going Maybe they're, you know, are they still making in downtown Salt Lake? There's a bunch of people that are like, all right, well, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, who's got this paper? Do we know? Uh, you know, let's 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 figure this out. People are going to start asking oh, no. questions. We've got till January one. The good thing, though, actually, is so uh, that even with things like the Come Follow Me manuals and stuff, those were already written. Yeah, they had to have been written way sure. like a year or two before sure. things rolled out. So that's yeah. actually the cool thing is realizing how long. They probably just really just had to kind of wait till President Monson passed because he just wasn't in a position to roll these things out. Isn't that odd, huh? But yeah, the but the wheels were turning. Yeah, and it's so, so. fascinating to me because with President Nelson, like he is going, you know, full oh, steam. Full board, Everyone, yeah. you know, take your vitamin pills and all these things, right? Uh, it will be interesting to see how he slash the church functions as he slows down. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated his ninety fifth birthday last month or the month before, and it is an inevitability, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not, oh, well, he's going to keep going into his hundreds. I mean, he probably will live into his hundreds. But, but at not some, at the speed. <laughs> but at some point, it slows down. Yeah. How will that impact his presidency and the church as a whole? It does make you is, wonder. Is a fascinating yeah. kind of thing. And then, obviously, at what point and who will take over after that? It's President Oaks. It's Oaks right now. That and after that, it's Ballard. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's interesting as you look to those people, uh, those elders, those apostles, that would then be the leaders of the church, you know, especially with a lot of the, the uh, attention paid to elder Oaks recently mm-hmm. um, with his comments on gender. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people within the church yeah. that would have a hard time, a hard time with a president of the church. Yeah. Elder Oaks. The thing that I find interesting with Oaks is um, he speaks like a lawyer because that's what he is. That's right. You the, ju- he was a judge of the yeah. Utah Supreme Court. But, yeah. For, and for he a argued he argued cases in front of the Supreme Court. And right. All kind of, yeah. He, I mean, he's a trained lawyer. And so I think in his heart, it's a, it's a softer heart than we know. Right. But he, it doesn't come across compassionately always. Right. So, yeah, it's one of those one of those challenges I think he'll have. And I think that's actually one reason he was called to the first presidency, because he hadn't had any first presidency experience. Right. If he's going to possibly be taking the reins, he needs some training. Yeah. And some, but I know for guard. a lot of people, they go, oh, President yeah. Oaks. Yeah. And it's so yeah, and it's so hard. It. These are faithful, believing like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm on I'm on board. It will be interesting to see within that yeah. realm if his. If his demeanor changes, this isn't uh, I'm not speaking about like the revelation received by the prophet or anything like that. But he as the man fulfilling the role of the prophet, if in fact that will change. There's a shift. Yeah. And and how. 
Yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see how that all, felt, all rolls yeah. out. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got another story here. Uh, the final performance of James the Mormon. Oh, or yeah. JTM. It happened in Rexburg, Idaho. He's no longer going to be uh, James the Mormon. He performed for the last time as JTM at the uh, JTM or James the Mormon Festival in the streets of Rexburg, which you got to check out the picture. It's so funny. It's it is downtown Rexburg and they, you know, established a stage there right by BYU, Idaho. Uh, He graduated from BYU, Idaho. His most uh, recent album, Five Years to Live. Many of the songs refer to the time that he spent up there in Rexburg. You can listen to, if you search uh, theculturalhall.com, the episode where we had James the Mormon on. Uh, and uh, It was an interesting one. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was an interesting thing. I don't believe that he uh, ascribes to most of the things that he had, <laughs> that he talked about while he visited with us I remember us listening anymore. going, you know, I wonder, you talk to him again in five years and yeah. see how his perspective has shifted. Yeah, he just, you know, I share music. I'm not I'm not a rapper, you know, all these things. And, and now he very much wants to be a rapper and is uh, and wants to leave the kind of Mormon or church moniker behind him so that he can have greater success. So uh, I, I get that. I, I just love that the festival was called the James the Mormon Music Festival. <laughs> JTM. So here's a, I hope my daughter doesn't get embarrassed by me mentioning this, but before her mission, uh-huh. she had an internship with a videographer okay. who made James the Mormon's music videos, cool. among other things. Cool. So at one point they had this big plan for one of his upcoming songs and everything fell through. And he uh-huh. goes, okay, we have an Airbnb in Chicago. That's all, those are ours. That's what we have. Uh-huh. And she helps. And she, it was, so the, the concept of the video was entirely hers. That's cool. It's quite cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah, so you don't I know what song that is? Come on, it's Annette. The cover, the, the image, it's like, a, it's like a Ferris wheel on okay. the front. Okay. That so, one. That one. The old, old Ferris wheel cover. Whatever that one James is. And he, he's with, he's rapping with an, a, another guy who's like his, his older brother is one of the big, huge rappers. I can't remember the name now. Okay. I'm really helpful, Snoop huh? Snoop Dogg. Is it Snoop Dogg? I don't think it's Snoop Dogg. Is it Littler Dog and his older yeah, brother his, his Snoop Dogg? Yeah, Little Dog? Hot Dog. Yeah, Little Hot Dog. You've got a couple uh, like service-oriented yeah, ones. Yeah, these are little short ones from the, from the newsroom. Um, just kind of cool things when you see, like, so the, the so Latter-day Saint Charities, the humanitarian arm of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which, of course, is run by Sister Eubank, who we love, um, has partnered with Motivation India to provide wheelchairs, training, and support in various locations throughout the country. So their last um, big session they delivered 30 wheelchairs and i thought it was interesting when it says um to meet the physical condition and environmental needs of each recipient so i thought hmm. environmental needs and i'm thinking okay so maybe other cobblestones or mud or getting in other like houses fat, like or, fat tire wheelchairs yeah That's like awesome. what is that and then they show them how they train them and the caregivers how to repair and maintain it which i thought that's good because chances are once It'll it break breaks then yeah. what you yeah know? Um, yeah great you got me a wheelchair that works that for I, a while now I can't and now use. i can't use yeah yeah um, and then there's, there's a lot of that kind of thing going on. Like I know even um, in Israel, you know, the church provides wheelchairs and you know, neonatal resuscitation training and that kind of stuff. It's really cool. Um, so then in Tropical Storm, Imelda hit um, southeast Texas. And then there was you know, more aid sent there to help clean things up. I mean, there's just so many incredibly cool things that happen in, um, when it comes to the, the church charity stuff. Um, there's also in Tonga. Um, there were, they had a lot of um, need of school furniture and supplies. And so the church helped provide 84 school desks and chairs for the computer lab, tables, library books, and other supplies. So it's just, I think it's, it's awesome, especially when it comes to the school stuff, because 
literacy is everything in the world we live in now. Changes your life. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to me the um, the ability that we as members of the church have to donate to those special things, but that I don't. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I'm sure that the tithing probably goes to some of that. So I do in that way. But like when you look at your tithing slip, it, you know, it has, uh, you know, tithing, fast offerings, uh, missionary, I think is one mm -hmm. of them. And then I think church welfare is another one, but I actually don't know because I only do it for my tithing and mm -hmm. fast offerings. And I've thought about it. I really would like to, um, to... Uh, be better, even if it's just a couple bucks every once in a mm -hmm. while yeah. to donate to up. like the education, perpetual education fund, I think is a box. I used to do. be. They actually announced that it's now, it's now self um, funding. Self. Okay. okay. So that you can't donate to any, but there's all, there are other ones like, I think there's temple construction fund and yeah. stuff like that. You yeah. I should, to. I should be yeah. donating to those or at least know what those boxes are. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think I think it's great that how much they can do, and, and frankly, we, they can do more with one dollar than any of us can. Right, the so it's, power good, it's with a good that. place to to put your money. Sure. Uh, we had not mentioned uh, about this here in the cultural hall. This news story about the the two missionaries who were in an accident up in Canada. Yeah. One of them ended up perishing. The other one, Elder Dallin Thompson, uh, he was critically injured last month. Uh, he's been moved back to his home. Um, for continued treatment. That's a good thing, says his mm -hmm. mom, Holly Thompson. Uh, we're closer to our family and our support system now. Elder Thompson, who is 19, of Sahuarita, Arizona, and his companion, Elder Bryant Kleck, I'm sorry, Bryant Keck, of Sanford, Colorado, were driving uh, in Kamloops, British Columbia, when their vehicle collided with a truck. Elder Keck died a few days after the accident. Elder Thompson remained in a Vancouver area hospital until he could safely be transported. Um, and they said that her son, that is Elder Thompson, uh, Holly Thompson's son, continues to heal. Um, I'm trying to see if there are... He's speaking a little more, she says, and yesterday he threw a little football, and that was exciting. It seems like he just keeps doing new things each day, which is really good. Uh, the missionary has also been moved out of the hospital's intensive care unit. Um, we have felt, uh, speaking of the support from members of the church worldwide, it says, we have felt it worldwide from every continent and from people we know and people we don't know. It's definitely been a support for us. Um, as to the character of Elder Keck's mother, who Holly, Elder Thompson's mom, was able to talk to, she said she's an amazing lady who has a very strong spirit and has been super supportive through all of this. It's a terrible tragedy that, uh, you know, that one of these elders perished. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, th there isn't anything I think that you can say when an elder or a sister missionary perishes, right? I think there are yeah. things that we, that we try and say that we're like, well, he died doing the thing that he knew to do, right? And you hope that that's some sort of like helpful thing, but it's also, that person's child died. Yeah, so it's tragic no matter how you look at yeah, it. It's yeah, awful. And we try and place it in those things. And so, you know, if ever there's any anyone like that in any circumstance around you where that person, um, where where a person dies, like I don't think that you need to try and like solve it or put it in the frame of mind for them. You can just be like, I'm sorry that you're hurting yeah. and I'm here. And anything else 
you know, almost kind of falls on deaf ears. And in a lot of situations can be really insulting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the one that I had. I had a friend who she had she lost her baby like stillborn at like 17 weeks or something. Right. And I she had called me in the middle of the night to see if I, we could you know tend her toddler while uh-huh. they went to the hospital. Uh-huh. Of course. Um, and I just sat there and I said, I don't I don't know what to say. And she says, thank you. That's what I needed to hear. Right, 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 <laughs> okay, right. Okay, good. But it wasn't, oh, he's in a better place. Or, yeah, or none of, none of that. you'll get to be able to raise that child yeah, in the have millennium. Another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. of that. No. Yeah. I just, I seriously was just, I have no idea. And let yeah. me know how I can help you, please. Because I just, that and I've been praying for you and make yeah. it like sincere that you yeah. actually are. That you're really doing the thing that you're yeah. saying you're doing. Do you want to end on that? Yeah. You got another one you want to do or you want to end on no, that? No, I think that's a good, good place to end. Yeah. I hope that uh, everyone enjoyed General Conference. Again, sorry that we didn't reference General Conference. It hasn't happened yet. Nope. Our Wayback Machine is broken as far as that goes. We can't see a forward ahead either. So, But, uh, but you know, you may get another episode. I'll still be on my honeymoon for the next publishing, but likely that episode will be recorded after General Conference. So we'll be late to the game going, and how about that General Conference? It'll be awesome, though. And but, Kirby Hayborn is going to be... I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he's already done that. Yeah, he's already done it as far as this goes. It was great. It was... Are he's you a, kidding he's me? amazing. <laughs> he's actually one of my favorite interviews. And he's early on, like in the single digits, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, number two or number one, two, three. I don't know. You can go, you can actually search now at theculturalhall.com for episodes. Uh, we hope that this episode, this one right here that we just finished, uh, nourishes, nourishes and strengthens your body. And when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. And that if you weren't healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of, of the, the Cultural, Cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row. We really got to go on the Cultural Hall show.